it's time to dig in and discuss the questions on the minds of today's leaders. You are listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. This is where we get vulnerable, raw, and authentic about the stuff that really matters. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Reeson. Welcome to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. And today, we are talking about something that is important to all of us and maybe not the thing that's on the top of our minds but definitely is a thing that comes up the most over these next this next month, these next few weeks. So I have a guest, my guest and my friend, Laura Marzen on here with us today. Hi, Laura. Hi, Kathleen. So Laura is highly credentialed. You're a registered dietitian and a licensed dietitian. And she's going to mm-hmm. share with us really how to be healthy over the holidays. And this is something that between year ends at work and the stress of just getting the the work year closed off then we've got these family commitments and for laura and i and and most of us we have kids with additional stresses so we've got a lot going on and so thinking about our health isn't always the thing that takes priority but what i love about you laura is that you make it so simple that these are some easy things that we can just make some little tweaks that'll make a big difference so laura welcome to the show thank you for being here thank you for having me kathleen i'm i'm really glad to be here to share the message about healthy eating and how you can stay intentional about, you know, making sure that you stay on track over the holiday season without being crazy about it. Yeah. And that's the thing of, we're still going to have the party or the cookie and it's okay. That's okay. And so we'll talk about that before we even get into that. What I want to talk about is your background because I find it so fascinating and it's, it's a little bit different than how maybe uh, the, the traditional path. So will you share some of your background? Yeah, that's right, Kathleen. It is a little bit unique because I didn't jump right into the clinical dietetic setting as far as counseling or working with people with weight loss or whatnot. So I went into the the food piece of it. So I worked for the Better Homes and Gardens Test Kitchen for a little over seven years. And that was amazing. It was so much fun. It was like I got to play in the kitchen all day. So for me, with I've always loved to cook and bake. That was like an ideal position. and But it was also great because I could focus more on some of the healthier titles that Meredith produces. So that was a really great fit for me as well. And then when I had kids, I started doing recipe development on a freelance basis. So I was doing a lot of work for the same publications that I had worked for in the test kitchen. Uh, but now I was doing it on a freelance work so that I could stay home with my kids. And then I thought, why not start a blog um, and get my own recipes, just let my creative outlet shine on my own blog. So I started a blog several years ago where I post healthy recipes there. And I'm, I have transitioned too into coaching women who have IBS and digestive problems. So it's kind of come full circle back to nutrition counseling and working with people more closely on their nutrition. But of course, digestion is all about what we're putting in our body. So it, it really lines up really well. Um, I'm able to help people figure out what to cook for dinner, in a way that's simpler because of course eating and cooking at home is way healthier than relying on packaged foods all the time and going out to eat so that's one of my main messages is just the more you can cook at home the better off you'll be and i think 
think one of the things too, so Laura, you have a cookbook that, well, for, for recipes, you have a recipe book. So would, would I call it a cookbook or a recipe book? Yeah. Cookbook is, is good. It's, yeah. it's quite small, but it's still there and it, it's actually a Christmas cookie book. So it's a, this is a really great time of the year to grab that. Um, and it's all gluten and dairy free cookies and, What's cool about it is that you make one dough and then you can use that dough to make 12 different types of cookies. So they're not all the same looking and they have different flavor profiles and whatnot. So that's that's really fun. And that's on Amazon, right? Yeah, that's on Amazon. Yeah. So what I what I love about your background is that you're not just saying, hey, here are some recommendations for how you should eat. You're actually giving some examples of this is a lifestyle that you can create. And here's some ways that you can do it because you've lived that and you've got kids and you're 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 really being your message. Yeah, that's right. I actually struggled for years with digestive problems and IBS myself. And of course, being a dietitian, I thought, oh, I can I can figure this out. Or, you know, actually, at first, I really didn't think that I needed to make as big of changes as what I ultimately ended up doing. Uh, so that kind of brought me into into more of what I'm doing now, because once I really dove into the functional nutrition space, which is where you really look at the overall body. You look at the, the body as a whole unit and you look at how all the systems of the body are working together. And of course, nutrition plays such a big role in how your body's working. And so once I really dove into that world, that's when I was really able to heal my IBS and feel amazing. Uh, so it, it really came back to making sure that I was living my message and also sharing what I knew because a lot of times people with IBS will go to the doctor or whatever practitioner they're seeing and they'll be told, well, you just kind of have to manage your symptoms and you just, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. And that's really frustrating to me to hear because I know that there's a lot you can do about it and there's a lot that you can do to overcome it. And so that's what I really want to, that's why I really want to get my message out there. And, and that's why I'm so passionate about it myself is because I've lived that I'm on the other side now and I know how much better I feel and how much better anyone else can feel. So, so and tell me, I know you said women with IBS and I know there's also men with IBS out there too. I have a good friend that, that is something that he struggles with. Is that somebody for the, for the men listening is this somewhere where you would say, yes, I will support them too? Or is it just women that you're working with? Is there a difference between men and women and how you treat them? Well, there's there wouldn't be a difference per se as far as the di digestion goes. So it's not that I wouldn't support men on their own healing journey for sure. Um, but the thing that I that I really love about supporting women is that when it comes to a woman's physiology, there's so much more that is different than you know what men deal with so we've got our hormones that play a role in in all that in how we feel and so all of that plays a role plus i really really like geeking out on the like vitamin and mineral status because that's such a huge component of 
feeling energized and, and not being tired throughout the day and making sure that you're getting enough sleep. All of that kind of comes back to our vitamin and mineral status. So metabolism, weight loss, all of that. And those pieces are a little bit different when you're looking at a man versus a woman. So that's why I'm, I'm niching down a little bit more closely to work with women. So Got there's it. a difference, but yeah. So hopefully that makes sense as far as why I'm focusing on women right now. Absolutely. And so knowing what you just said, and this is a really important piece to call forward. So we have both both men and women that are listening. Is is the advice or the, the tools that you're providing, does that vary significantly between male and female? So for example, we're going to talk about tools to stay on track during the holidays. Are those, are we universal for the most part? Yeah, for the most part, yes. Yes. So the the basic basic foundational principles that apply to women would also apply to men. Now, men can get by with some different things as far as their metabolic health compared to women, and that just has to do with our hormonal differences. And so that would be the biggest piece that would be different. But yes, general principles, general healthy eating practices definitely apply to both both men and women. And and what I know, so so it, it, to be candid, Laura and I have worked together in, in numerous capacities, but right now Laura is guiding me in some areas. And one of the things that I, I know when we started working together, there was these based on some some pretty basic questions, you're able to say, okay, here are some things that I know that you get to adjust. And as we get more specific, like the hair, talk about the hair test because this is just, this was really cool. Yeah, so there's a hair mineral test, and and what that does is it it basically determines how your body is utilizing the minerals that that you're taking in, whether it's minerals that you're taking in through food or supplements. And your hair is a tissue that can can basically show you your mineral status for the past like three months. So whereas if you take a blood test and you you try to assess your mineral status by your blood test and your vitamin status that way, it's kind of like a snapshot of your vitamin and mineral status. Whereas the hair mineral test is a, a longer scope of it. So it, it will determine what your status has been for the last three months or so. So that is really cool. And it can help you determine you know, how are you using those minerals? Are you, are they getting to the right place in your body and that sort of thing? So uh, it's a really cool test. And yes, you have to snip just a tiny portion of your hair to, to do the test, but it's really not that much hair at all. No, I went to my salon and we had this, the little paper. So Laura gave me this, uh, like a scale. And so you just cut. Yeah. So, sh- so I went to the professional, so I didn't have I didn't really screw this up. This is not my area of expertise. And so she just took little samplings and then we, she taped them on and she wrote where they were from. And so she was really excited about this and we sent it in. And so now Laura's looking over the results, but what I find fascinating about your work is that there's, there's some tools that we can use that we'll talk about that are just every, that we can use, everybody can use. And then we can get more specific as you look at my hair results or the stool test, which you haven't told me yet how I have to collect that. Yeah, <laughs> but really being just the, that information that our body can give you to be able to really see what's going on. 
Yeah, that's the really cool thing about functional nutrition now compared to years ago is that there are so many cool tests that you can do. And it's not like you want to just, you know, run the gamut of tests for every single person. The biggest thing is to see what your symptoms are and and align whatever testing that you're doing based on the person's symptoms, just because the tests will give us more clues about what's going on internally. And then that can help determine the the healing protocols and the you know the nutrition protocols moving forward so it really helps to get a more personalized plan for each individual which i think is really cool and it really makes it more effective in the long run and so to, to really just pull this back in i think we've got either ourselves or a lot of our our employees are coming to work and we are treating symptoms and so when we really look at this, what I hear you talking about is we're actually going to get underneath and we're going to see what's really going on. Because if we're talking about productivity and profitability and all those things that we talk about in the business world, this is really important to how we're showing up awake, energized, present. And yet it's one of those things that we just don't really talk about. It's much easier to put a Band-Aid on it than really oh, get underneath. Absolutely. And yes, it's it's a longer it's a longer road. It's like running a marathon versus running a sprint. Right. If you want to put a Band-Aid on your symptoms, that's fine. There's absolutely no judgment in that arena. But if you're willing to go the distance, you can uncover what's going on underneath, what those underlying causes are tweak your nutrition accordingly. And, you know, quite honestly, a lot of people are taking boatloads of supplements that really aren't necessarily doing their body any good. And in fact, they might be creating more imbalances in the body. So I get super passionate about that too, um, is helping people to see that you need to really optimize what you're putting in your body, whether it's with food or supplements and I believe in a combination of those two because there are a lot of you know nutrients that we just don't eat in our modern world. And you know whether that's a good thing or not, it's just the way it is. And so we need to optimize that by occasionally using some supplements. But the problem becomes is that people hear like, oh, zinc is really good for immunity, or we need to take vitamin D in the winter because there's no, we're not getting as much sunlight. And all of those are decent recommendations. The problem is vitamins and minerals are so synergistic in how they work in the body that if you're overtaking, you know, one mineral or, or vitamin, it can definitely kind of offset some of the other balances of vitamins and minerals in your body. And that's where coming back to energy, productivity and all of that, it really plays a role. Uh, because in order to you know run our business as well, we need to have that energy. We need to be sleeping well, and all of that can be impacted by what we're putting in our body. Yes, this is this is fascinating. So we're gonna go on a quick break, and when we get back, get your paper out because we're gonna go through the tools. And I know when when I was first introduced to some of these, and I'm gonna have I've got my paper and pen out. There's I'm sure there's more. We're gonna talk about these tools that you could use right away to really support you over the next few weeks to get through these holidays, get through year end and really build your body in a way that's going to set you up for a really great 2022. So enjoy this quick break. You're listening to the Kathleen recent show here on inspired choices network. See you in a second. Are you enjoying the conversations on the Kathleen recent show? 
Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. And today I have my friend and guest, Laura Marzen on the show. We've been talking all about the, the holidays and how to really how to really utilize your health, how to be healthy during the holidays. And so if you are not bought in to this concept of really looking underneath and, and figuring out what's actually going on in your body, stay tuned because I'm totally bought in just from the first segment that we had. So Laura, let's talk about some of these tools that we can utilize over these next few weeks to create a healthier holiday season. So the main thing is just getting a really good basic nutrition foundation put into place. And for a lot of women especially, but again, this, this applies to men as well, is a lot of people end up under eating. They might say, oh, I've got a big holiday meal that's happening later in the day and I'm going to save up all my calories so that I can splurge at that holiday meal. Well, what ends up happening is that they overdo it then they feel miserable they're tired because they haven't nourished their body for the rest of the day leading up to that so it's really really important to make sure that you maintain nourishing your body every day all day that's that's number one um is is just getting the biggest thing that i find that a lot of people struggle with is eating enough in the mornings so getting a really good breakfast in with plenty of protein to re can really set you up to have more sustained energy all throughout the day. So it all comes back to balancing our blood sugars. And I know that when, when you hear, you know, balancing blood sugars, the first thing most people think about is, oh, diabetes. But here's the thing, balancing blood sugars is important for everybody it's one of the best things that a person can do for their health it's good for your metabolism it's good for your digestive health it's good for your brain health to make sure that you've got the energy you need and the nutrients you need so that your body can run the way it's supposed to run so that's that's number one is making sure that you're eating well-balanced meals so that your blood sugars stay stable throughout the day and a lot of that begins right away in the morning with a good solid foundation of a good breakfast with lots of 
lots of protein, but as well as good balance. You don't just want to be eating protein for every meal. You need a good balance of protein, carbohydrates, and um, fat. Lord, can you explain what that would look like? As far as a breakfast yeah. idea so like, or? Yeah, so when you say plenty of protein, for anybody listening that's saying, okay, so I eat an egg, give yeah. some ideas of what that might be, what that might look like. Sure. So a lot of, so I'm, I'm, I am speaking a little bit more specifically to women right now. Women, it's best to get at least 100 grams of protein per day or thereabouts. Um, 80 to 100 is fine, but if you can reach 100 grams of protein in your day throughout the day, that's really ideal. So if you break that down among three meals, that's getting about 30 grams of protein in for breakfast and for lunch and dinner as well. Now, most people don't have quite as much trouble getting in enough protein for lunch and dinner because, you know, you might be having some meat during those meals. It's just that a lot of people don't eat enough protein for breakfast. They, they kind of rush through breakfast because they're heading out the door for, for work or they just don't wanna take the time to cook in the morning. And you don't have to. You can eat leftovers. You can eat dinner leftovers for breakfast. In fact, I think we should make that a thing. I did that all the time in the test kitchen. There were lots and lots of days when we would have cheesecake at nine in the morning or chili. That was a little weird, but chili taste panels at nine in the morning or 930 in the morning. And so I got very used to eating all kinds of foods like all throughout the day. But yeah, for breakfast, one of the things that can really help is to add meat with your eggs because to get you know 25 to 30 grams of protein from just eggs would require a lot you would have to eat about four eggs to get that much protein and so most people don't really want to eat that much as far as eggs or eat that many eggs at one time so you can add things like ground turkey you could even do some some you know more healthier natural bacon those kinds of things if you're a dairy person you can add some cheese and that would help boost up the protein sometimes people even use products like a collagen protein powder that that you might add to your coffee or to a smoothie or another protein powder if especially you know if you're someone who can tolerate dairy, there's lots of good whey protein powders that you can add to smoothies that will boost up the protein. So there's all different kinds of ways that you can can reach that level. It's just, you have to be really intentional to get there. Yeah, and, and one of the things that I wasn't even aware of until you pointed out the collagen peptides, I grew up in the, the protein supplement space where I get that space, but I didn't even know this collagen peptide was a thing. And then I put it in, in Josh, so Josh, my husband, I put it in his tea the other day and just to see, I didn't say anything about it to him and he drank it and he had no idea. So you just, you just had nine extra grams of protein. And he had, what a beautiful way to add more protein when it yes, and taste. And I, yes, it's important to get the unflavored if you want 
if you want to put it into things like tea or coffee. But yes, it can be a really good way to drink coffee with a little bit of that collagen protein added because if you're drinking coffee, the straight black coffee without anything added to it, it can be really stressful on your adrenal glands, which can spike your cortisol. And that's another thing that we don't want to happen because that will that will like dysregulate your blood sugars as well. So going back to what I said earlier about wanting to just have really stable blood sugars all day, if you are eating breakfast and then, you know, an hour or two later pounding a bunch of straight black coffee, it can really stress out your adrenals. So adding a little bit of collagen protein uh, or collagen powder to your coffee can really help with that. Another thing that, you know, a lot of people tend to do, speaking of coffee, is they'll wake up and first thing in the morning they'll drink a cup or two of coffee without having eaten anything. And that can also create some spikes in your cortisol levels, which can create imbalances in your blood sugar as well. So super important to make sure that you're drinking coffee in a way that aligns with what your body can handle. And that's, so for a lot of people, that means just either eating it with a meal or adding something like the, you know, collagen powder, um, even a little milk can help because it just adds a little bit of protein, a little bit of carbohydrates to it. So. Yeah, and so this is fascinating because not being a coffee drinker, but being around a lot of coffee drinkers, what I hear is, well, I drink it straight because then I don't have the extra fillers in there. And so what I hear you saying is that's not a true thing. Well, it can be. So if you if you like it black, that's great. Just try to drink it with a meal. So if you're going to have breakfast, have your coffee right along with your breakfast. You don't want to be drinking, you know, gallons of coffee with breakfast because that can disrupt your your best digestion, but just have it either with a meal or shortly thereafter a meal or with a little bit of that collagen powder added can help a long way. And also, I I absolutely adore smoothies with the collagen powder added because it makes them so rich and creamy. It's really good. We've, we've looked at that one as well. We added uh, my youngest son, Andrew, and I, we have been playing with smoothies. He loves smoothies. And so I've been adding that in there. And with the, is it cacao? How do you spell that? It's not cocoa. It's the original one. Oh, cacao. Yep. Cacao. Yeah. So we've cacao. been using that. Uh, but, but the other tool that you shared with me that is really worth mentioning here is the amount of water to drink at meals. So that goes back to digestion. So when I was talking about not wanting to drink gallons of coffee with your meal, same with water or milk or any other fluids that you're, you might be drinking throughout the day. You don't wanna drink a lot when you're eating your food because it can actually dilute your digestive juices. And I know that doesn't sound very fun to think about, but your body, when you're eating, secretes and produces these digestive juices that mixes with your food and helps to break down your food. And it's these digestive juices are really important for the absorption of your nutrients. So in order to get the most absorption of your nutrients, you need to be digesting, digesting your food really well, as well as getting optimal digestive juices to get those nutrients absorbed into your bloodstream. So if you're drinking a lot of fluids with your meals, that can dilute those digestive juices and then they're not as effective. So I'm hearing 
bulk up on your breakfast, increase that protein, watch the liquids that you're drinking while you're eating. When you're post-breakfast, consider adding in some collagen and some other you know, different types of supplements, a collagen, a, a protein, something that's going to bulk up that liquid so it's not just a straight liquid. And any other any other tools that you want us top of mind as we go into the holidays? Yeah, so that would be for coffee specifically. If you're just drinking water, you can just that plain, of course. Um, other tools would be just making sure that you're eating well-balanced meals all throughout the day. Those are the biggest two things. Um, and then, of course, trying to eat more vegetables and fruits. So when you're when you're creating your meals, you really want to get a good balance of protein, fat, and carbohydrates. So protein would be coming from things like meat, cheese, eggs, those sorts of things, um, as well as beans and you know tofu if you're if you're more of a soy person. Um, beans though are also a carbohydrate, so you have to kind of be careful there that you don't overdo it by adding beans as well as another starch. So there you have to be kind of careful. But let's say you're we're working with meat, we'll do, you know, maybe like a quarter to a third of your plate with meat. Then you're going to do about a quarter to a third of your plate with a starchy food like pasta, rice. My favorite things would be to to use potatoes or uh, plantains or sweet potatoes, starchy vegetables because those have more nutrients you know density wise they're they're more nutrient dense compared to pasta and rice and bread and those kinds of things and then the rest of your plate which is going to be a third to half of your plate would be non-starchy vegetables so uh, salads and um, cooked greens or broccoli cauliflower carrots any of those vegetables would fit there. And then fruit can fit into the plate. Um, it can go either with the with the starchy part or with the vegetables. You just don't want that to overtake the vegetables. You want to get plenty of those non-starchy vegetables onto your plate. Sure, yep. So, so if you're listening to this now, watch the recording on the podcast. You can go back and listen to that and draw out your plate. A lot of people say get a smaller plate. And what I hear Laura saying, you're saying is fill up the plate, <laughs> fill it up. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. A lot of people end up under eating and that does not do your metabolism any good. Like your metabolism needs fuel in order to run. And women especially can really fall into this mindset that, oh, I need to eat less and exercise more if I want to maintain my weight. The problem with that is that it can really mess up our hormones if we're, if we're doing that. And in the long run, it can make it so that we just constantly have to keep lowering how much we're eating and increasing how much we're exercising in order to keep our weight at at the weight that we want it. So it's 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 counterintuitive actually to what our body really needs to thrive to eat less. So you really want to be eating more, but more of those nutrient dense foods like all the fresh whole foods that are around the perimeter of the store, which I 
I'm sure if you've heard any nutritionist speak, you've you've heard that before to shop the perimeter of the store. But that's where, you know, your meats, your cheeses, your vegetables, your fruits, all of those ingredients are. And those are really the healthiest things to be eating. Yes, beautiful. So we are going to talk even more. There is more to learn here. But before we do that, we're going to go on a quick break. You're listening to the Kathleen Reeson Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. Enjoy this quick break. Are you enjoying the conversations on the Kathleen Reeson Show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show. I have my friend and guest, Laura Marzen here. And for the past 30 minutes, we've been talking about healthy holidays. We just dug into some tools that you can use. So make sure that you are you are utilizing those. And it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. It could just be one thing that you choose from this entire show where you say, that's what I'm going to work on. So Laura, my question for you is I'm having a, a holiday gathering. My, my family's coming in. So my aunt, my uncle, uh, and my sisters are all coming in this weekend. And I was looking over the menu with my dad. Now he's got some dietary restrictions. My aunt has some dietary restrictions. How do I create with their in mind where I'm serving everyone else? And then for them, what are some tools that they can use where they don't really know what I'm going to serve? So how do we support each other in this time? Yeah, that's really become a lot more common these days to have people who have food sensitivities or food intolerances. And when I go back to you know our overall digestion, food sensitivities, food intolerances are just our body's way of telling us that something isn't working quite right. So in the long run, it's, it's better if you can uncover what's going on with your digestion so that you can handle those foods that you maybe were intolerant to before. But in the short, to- in the short term, that does mean when you're going to someone else's house, you don't want to feel awful at a holiday party. And as a host, you definitely want to keep all of your guests' needs in mind. And so hearing you say that you want to accommodate them is really nice. Not everybody does that. And it's really empowering to the people who are visiting your house. If they do have some food intolerances, it's really empowering to know for them to know that you're keeping their needs in mind. So that's really great that you're doing that. So the biggest thing I would say is if you're a host, 
try to reach out to the people that you're inviting, especially if you're going to have more of a formal sit down meal. Now, if it's a party where you're just going to be doing like, you know, past appetizers or just kind of a dessert tray or a appetizer bar, that's a little bit different because it's not like everybody's coming and sitting down at the same time and eating. People who have food intolerances in those situations can kind of pick and choose based on what they know they can eat and not eat. But when you're having a sit down meal, it can really create a lot of anxiety for people who do have some food sensitivities if they don't know what's going to be served. So just you taking that extra little step to reach out to them to say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm planning our, our menu. Is there anything that you don't tolerate right now? And then from there, you can really just work with them. I mean, just it opens up the conversation so that you can learn more about it and say, let's say they say, oh, I've got a dairy intolerance. Well, you can you can say, hmm, I was planning on making mashed potatoes and normally I would add milk to that. Do you have a suggestion of what I how I could make it so that it works for you? Um, and that's not to say you have to make all of it that way. You can always set aside, you know, with a lot of different intolerances, you can pull some food out and keep it a little bit more plain before kind of finishing it off for the rest of the way the recipe reads. So it doesn't have to be this big complicated thing where you create a whole separate menu for the people who are coming who have food intolerances or whatnot. Uh, you can really keep it simple and just pull some things aside, ask the person, and quite often people who have food sensitivities will will be glad to make something to share and, and bring that as well okay. or share recipes with you. Yeah, just, just really asking them. Now, now think about, put this in the context of the workplace because a lot of food shows up at this time what's a way there is it the same concept probably but what's a way there where we can make sure that we are thinking about even when we don't know what some insensitivities are uh, or insensi sensitivities yeah. <laughs> we right. don't want to be insensitive to the sensitivities exactly <laughs> that's right you know that's a little bit more challenging because you're right not everybody is super open about their their health struggles and especially where digestion is concerned it can be kind of a taboo topic to talk about so a lot of people in the workplace aren't necessarily going to just be open about sharing that they do have food, food sensitivities. So in those cases, a lot of times people just, you know, won't eat something that they that they know they can't handle. But if you are wanting to make something that works for a lot of different people, just ask around, you know, just say, hey, guys, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about making X, Y or Z. What what does everyone think about that? And hopefully if someone, you know, has does struggle, they might you know, they might speak up or, or something. Got it. So what I'm hearing you say is just really being curious. It's okay to ask the question and those that want to respond can, but really just putting it out there of, Hey, I want to, I want to make food that is supportive to you. What might that be? Exactly. And as a person who, I mean, generally I eat gluten and dairy free. And so I'm always taking some, because I also love to cook, I'm always taking something that works for me. And a lot of times it doesn't look very much different than, than a 
you know, regular version of that food. So a lot of times I'll just put a little note on it and say, hey, these are gluten and dairy free, you know, even though they might not look it. Which is beautiful. And, and my goal is to cook closer to you in this, in this case, I'm learning. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But even your, when I think back to the cookbook that we talked about earlier in this segment, I have a friend who is uh, also gluten-free. Actually, I have a couple friends that are gluten-free and dairy-free. And I'm thinking, wow, it, this is, this is perfect because even though I may not eat that way in the past, I have sent goodies to, to their family, but they couldn't enjoy them. So now it's this space where we can actually support them too. Yes. And oh, there are so many more products on the market available for making really delicious treats that that have, you know, that can serve a lot of people who either have an allergy or an intolerance. Yeah, well, this is this is great. This is my new challenge. I'll let you know how that goes. I'll let all of you know. I'm one that tends to make flat cookies. So I don't know that it matters if it's gluten free or dairy free or just a, the, your typical cookie. They're so that's my goal. Oh. <laughs> I grow on that. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about energy because that is one of the biggest things. And we touched on this earlier. But how do we really maintain our energy while we're being pulled in a lot of different de- directions? Not just uh, I mean, really. I don't have to caveat that we're pulled in so many different directions, mentally, emotionally, physically, during this time. How do we maintain our energy? Yeah, so that is super important, especially during this time. I mean, it can be crazier. If if you're attending holiday events, you might be up later than normal. And um, so the main things, it goes back to those basic nutrition foundations, which is eating well-balanced meals all throughout the day. So, you know, three really good well-balanced meals throughout the day and maintaining a really good blood sugar level throughout the day. Now, we're not really testing our blood sugar levels throughout the day. That's not something that most people do, which is fine. There are tools out there that can help you do that if you're interested in it and they're becoming more common. But for most people, it's gonna look like energy slumps throughout the day. So if you're not eating those well-balanced meals, if you're not taking care of making sure that your you know, blood sugars stay balanced, you're gonna see big swings in your energy levels. So super important to just make sure you're eating well-balanced meals and eating enough, as we talked about earlier, and then prioritizing your sleep. I know that it's not always easy to prioritize your sleep, but the more we can work on that, the better off our body will be. So, you know, if you can get to sleep at you know, within an hour, the an hour of the same time every night, and then same thing in the morning, be waking up within an hour of the same time every morning, that can really go a long way. The other thing that can really, really help to keep our energy levels up, well, two things really, is making sure that we're drinking enough fluids throughout the day. So a well um, hydrated body is a more energized body. So that's super important, as well as keeping our sugar intake as low as we we can get it. So I know that during the holiday time, there's lots of treats around, there's lots of sugary treats around, and I don't wanna tell anyone to not indulge in their favorite treats, but I want you to be mindful of it. 
I want you to be mindful of how much you're consuming. And when you do choose to consume and indulge in your favorite holiday treats, make sure you're sitting down, make sure you're very present with what you're doing, and make sure that you really enjoy every bite because it will make them more satisfying and then you won't feel like you're overeating if, if you're really, really present to when you're eating. The other thing is, it's just a, a simple matter of environment. If there's a big dessert, it, it, like a big dessert kind of table at whatever event you're at, you don't want to be standing close to that dessert table. <laughs> I mean, I want so, to, but I shouldn't. <laughs> you want, yeah, yeah, you want to, but in an effort to, you know, maintain a, a little bit lower sugar intake, kind of station yourself away from the sugar table. Uh, the other thing that that can really throw people off is over drinking alcohol. And there again. I'm not here to say that you should never have a fun festive cocktail or a glass of wine at your next event. You can definitely do that in a very mindful way, but just be very intentional about how much you're drinking and then really try to, you know, alternate a cocktail or a glass of wine with a glass of water so that you are trying to maintain your hydration status even while you're drinking alcohol. And then another tip just for alcohol is that if you can stop drinking like an hour or two ideally two hours before you go to bed it's going to make your sleep a little bit more restful because alcohol it can it can make you tired but in the long run it really doesn't help you to get good quality sleep. And that's really what we want is really good quality sleep. And alcohol really interferes with that. So if you can avoid drinking alcohol right up until the moment that you hit the bed, that's that's another thing that people should, should watch for. Got it. These are great tips and <laughs> tools that we can use. Really just writing down these notes of little tweaks that we can make. And if we only took one tip away from this show. Think about what that is for you listening. What's that one thing that you can change that's going to make a big difference for how you feel overall stepping into 2022? Because this isn't about today or tomorrow. It's setting myself up for January 2nd is going to come. And who, who do I want to be there? <laughs> and how do I feel the best on December 24th and December 28th? And January, you know, I could throw all these dates out there, but making sure that we're sustaining ourselves over time and not really just we, we should we get to enjoy the moment and want to make sure we're set up for success. Yeah, and you can definitely enjoy all the holiday events without overindulging on the sugary treats and the alcohol. I mean, it, it's definitely possible to do that. Absolutely. So we're going to go on our last break. And when we get back, we are going to wrap all of this up. You're listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. We'll see you here in just a second. Are you enjoying the conversations on The Kathleen Reeson Show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. Welcome back to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. 
Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. We have been talking all today about healthy holidays with my friend and guest, Laura Marzen. So Laura, real quick, your thought on detoxes. So if we've gone through the holidays <laughs> and we said, oh, what did we do to ourselves? What is your thought on detoxes? Are they, are they supportive? Uh, they are very seductive, but they aren't super supportive. No. Uh, the main thing to come back to is to just check in with your mindset. Why are you feeling like you need to do a detox after the holidays? Is it because you feel like, ah, oh, I was so terrible to my body? And, you know, if you're thinking all kinds of like negative thoughts about how you treated your body over the holiday season and that's your intention for doing a detox, you're really in the wrong mindset on that. And it's just going to create this kind of merry-go-round of overindulging, detoxing, overindulging, detoxing. And that's really not a good long-term strategy for best health. So a lot of these detoxes are, they really claim to do a lot. And yes, they can, they can provide a spike in your energy in the short term. But what that's really coming from a lot of times it's really coming from spikes in cortisol and when we are having spikes in our cortisol which is our stress regulating hormone it can really throw off our blood sugar regulation and that's just not good for the long term a lot of these cleanses are also very low in calories and as we talked about before our body really needs adequate calories to make sure that our metabolism is running at full speed. And that's what really that's the goal is to have really strong running metabolism so that we can maintain a healthy weight without really having to try. Uh, people who can do that, they have a really strong metabolism and they aren't doing things like these really low calorie cleanses and detoxes. So the other side of that is let's say you want to be a little bit more mindful about what you're eating that's never a bad thing so if that's what you're going to classify as a detox that's okay it's just all about what your where your mindset is at with it and then doing it in a really intentional and healthy way so if you want to readjust or reset your healthy eating habits that's not a bad thing just don't do one of those fancy cleanses or detoxes that has you just drinking juice all day or something like that. Those just aren't healthy. Got it. That a lot of the magazines and internet sites put out of, here's how you clean yourself up for, for the new year. So what I hear you saying is stay away from those back to the basics. Got exactly. It. That's right. If somebody listening says, wow, this is great information, I want more information, how do they get a hold of you, Laura? So you can get a hold of me through my website, which is freshfoodbites.com. I'm also most active on Instagram right now, and my handle is at freshfoodbites. I've got a free guide that helps kind of walk people through what things that you shouldn't be doing to get over your IBS, as well as tips to help people get started on that journey. And you can grab that over at my website as well. Um, yeah, there's so those two are the best ways to get in touch with me. Yes. Well, thank you, Laura. I'm so glad that you 
joined us today. I'm learning a lot from you and I appreciate all the guidance and the knowledge that you have that you're willing to share with the world. Well, thank you for having me, Kathleen. This has been a, a really fun conversation about one of my favorite topics. Yes, and there's so much more that we could go into you know, next week. So we we're talking about the, the, the health and nutrition from this aspect. Next week, we're actually going to have a licensed family and marriage, marriage and family therapist. Her name is Sarah Burnson. She's a great friend of mine. She practices out of California, does a lot of work out of Boston. And she is going to talk about coping with a lot of that, that mental stress and how do we work with those people, like our family members or even people at work that are really stressed out or that we just don't jive with. What are some of the ways that we can cope in that area? So lots of different ways that we're going to look at here over the next few weeks of how do we create ourselves the best position possible so that we're setting ourselves up for success. That's really the theme of all of this. It's how, how do we work better in the environment around us to create what we want? So we've got a lot planned. We've got a lot of fun things. But one of the things that I want you to think about on today's show is the one thing that you are going to shift today so that you can create the best possible scenario for yourself. So Laura mentioned higher protein in the morning. She mentioned cutting down the water at meals. She mentioned possibly looking at collagen. She mentioned if you're, if you're a coffee drinker, making sure that you have something else with that. She mentioned all kinds of tools about sleep and making sure that you're eating meals. So, so think about that. What's the one thing that you can commit to that will make a difference in your life? It could be for you standing at the holiday table and saying, wow, these look delicious and they're not for me. I'm going to walk over here. Or maybe they are for you. Maybe you take one and you take a bite of it, but you really enjoy it and you're sitting down. So think about what that one thing is for you. For me, there are all kinds of different possibilities that I could choose. And I'm taking each week, Laura's working with me to pick two of them over an entire week that I get to look at. And so think about that for you. And who's the person that's going to hold you accountable? Because that's not one of the things that we dug into. And yet I know that's something that, that Laura really preaches is the accountability piece. So Laura is serving that for me. Who is serving that for you? It could be Laura. It could be somebody else. It could be your spouse. It could be a friend. It could be a coworker. Whoever that is for you, whatever the one thing that you're picking, share it with them. Let them know so that you guys can celebrate together what's happening. And when you make that win, Laura asks me, what are we celebrating this week? And so think about that for you. What is that for you? So pick that one thing that you listen to from the show. And I invite you to go back and listen to this. You can listen to the show on any, you guys may be listening on the podcast. It's through the binge network, but listen to all those tools that Laura provided and know that of all of those, it's not about changing every single thing. It's about picking that one thing that we can stick with. That's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining the Kathleen Reeston Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. We're here every single Monday. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Kathleen Reeson Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Have a great week.
Thank you for listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Have a great week.